feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Yes, we are sir. back. Oh, my God. Did you hear her? Well, Nikki, you back always come Nicole to make back some noise back there in the pod. <laughs> there she is on the run, on the run. Never fails. That uh, never fails. Um, so, uh, Code, you said you had, a, you had a subject that was on your heart. So why don't you yeah. go ahead and open that up? Uh, yeah. One of the subjects that's uh, kind of been on my heart recently is um, just transferring or moving or in general, just finding like a good fit for you uh, when it comes to a program in college. Um, and so like that whole process from beginning to the end, uh, I know I went to a junior college and then transferred. And so um, shout out to JC, you know, obviously I was forced to, I, I lost my, my eligibility at the junior college level after yeah. playing both years, but <laughs> I know you also went to a junior college transferred and then you also transferred after, um, from mm -hmm. the first four year you chose to go to, to another four year. And so, um, and then also to, not really by choice, <laughs> not, not by choice, but you did yeah, do it and you had sure. that, you had that experience. And then also to, uh, I had a coaching change at my four year that was, I mean, I was in the same location, but it was a very different program. And yeah. so it was essentially like, you know, moving in the sense of the culture and um, how it was uh, ran. And mm -hmm. so, um, so yeah, no, it's just been something that's been on my heart. You hear all of the transfer portal stuff. Um, and then we got a lot of kids in here that are trying to find a good fit. And then, you know, kids that we've sent to junior college that are obviously trying to find, you know, their next home where I found their next home. Mm -hmm. um, and so just that topic's been on my heart recently of, uh, uh, what that process looks like for everybody. Uh, and then too, I wanted to kind of pick your brain. Like, how did you choose? Obviously mm -hmm. one of them, uh, wasn't by choice, like you said, but, yeah. um, and then also too, how'd you handle it when you got there? Uh, even though that wasn't really part of uh, your vision and your plan, but as part yeah. of God's plan, God's plan and, uh, in your life and, um, and everything. So I wanted to pick your brain on, on some of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let me get Tank, Tank's over there trying to find any way he can to get this nap in. He, he was like, yeah, um, I transferred with you everywhere yeah, we went. He was like, I'm trying to, that, that was long before, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Tanky was the thought. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, immediately I think one of the big things that I love, love to point out, and like I said, shout out to junior colleges here, is I, you hear me all the time. I recommend junior college to mm -hmm. a lot of athletes. One, a lot of times it's not even on their brain, and that's silly, yeah. first off. Uh, second off, too, a lot of them, too, it's going to be your greatest advantage. Um, not only do people think, uh, well, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, junior colleges. It's like, they're not, you know, I mean, they, they have this idea that they think it's not as good or, you know, like they want to go straight to a power five or these things. And I'm like telling a lot of these players like, Hey, you know, go watch a game of watch a game of a power five team playing and count how many freshmen and sophomores are playing. Mm. It's not, it's, and then if they are playing, they're usually like draft picks, like right. really high level, like, you know, for example, like Dylan Cruz or something like that. Right. Like, okay, he got drafted at a high school in the first round right? and chose to go to college anyways. Like, that's yeah. not traditional. Like, a lot of guys would have just been like, no, I'm going. I'm, he, yeah. I got in the first round, like, I'm going straight. He, he didn't do that. He went and played four years of college, right? So that, that's a very unique situation. Mm. So to look at him and go, yeah, that's going to be me, it's like, probably not, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, so I, the other thing is, is when you go into junior colleges, it could be really great as well because 
you have the opportunity where you're only competing against, you know, again, other kids that are in that same range mm. of age groups, right? It's not you against the senior, right? And you can also, um, there's also less regulations mm. um, when it comes into practice times and all those other things as well. Again, you played junior college, so you yeah. know, we, you know, I, I think we were a couple times some kings of like, we're pushing six hour practice yeah. like, and they were yeah. they were getting long yeah. right they were getting long it's like basically we got out of class and then we would have you know you could say well it wasn't really practice because they were doing extras okay yeah. extras when my coach knows my schedule <laughs> and knows that i could be there right. but i'm not is not really extras right, right? that's practice i'm going to practice so i go to practice right out of school and then we would practice until the sun goes down okay. well at certain times of the year, you know, that's like seven, eight o'clock. Yeah. Right. And, and or that's a long practice, right. Especially yeah. the beginning parts of uh, parts of the year. Right. So, um, that's, you know, a big part of it is there's less regulations, um, when it comes into that. Um, and you can really develop. Right. And so the reason I say all that is that also, before we can talk about the transfer, mm. you gotta talk about like, Hey, like transferring isn't a bad thing. And also you can set it up in the first place. And then I think there's two parts of that we got, we got to unpack. We have the actual X's and O's of how do I transfer? How does it work? Mm. The education around that side. But then you also have the mindset and then you have all of that that comes into of like going into a new team. Why should I be transferring? Why should I be open to that? And again, maybe it's not from a junior college. Like you said, maybe it's a four year to a four year. Right. Maybe it's a Juco to a Juco. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a high school to a high school now, right? Like you, there's all of those things, but a lot of it is overlapping. I think between the, the, the fact um, the first thing I think of X's and O's is if you're in high school and you're listening right now, or you're at a junior college right now and you're in, and again, I didn't realize this till halfway through my freshman year. And I'm sure you might've went through a similar process is making sure that you're picking a degree, mm. right. That allows you to transfer right, right from the get go. Right. I didn't, mm. I picked criminal justice and I later found out to graduate, <laughs> which is what I needed because this is another thing. Your rules also change. For me, I actually was in JUCO for three years mm. because I broke my hand one year and had to have surgery, and right. I stayed there for an extra year. Um, and I didn't even play a game. But there's some people that have a you know injury red shirt or whatever, right. right? And they end up staying there. But the thing is, is now if you're a three-year transfer, there's different requirements mm -hmm. than if you're a two-year transfer. Yep. So know that. If you're a three-year transfer at a JUCO and you redshirted one year and your clock already started with NCAA, then that's a different transfer rules than mm -hmm. you have. And if I believe that you have to have, as a three-year, you have to have your associates, right, and 60% of your bachelor completed. Mm -hmm. And now the reason that that's hard on the percentage is it matters the school that you're transferring to. Right. Do they take your degree? Do they accept your classes of mm -hmm. where you're going? And, like, again, for example, like I was in California, so there's some other classes I had to take in the summer so that I could even, from an academic standpoint, could I even be accepted yeah. and, and also be eligible to play which is what happened to my second transfer mm -hmm. i already messed all this up so i messed yeah. up so you, you know <laughs> they don't have to do this right is that the percentages was tough i actually was ended up being like one credit sh uh, shy you know was it my fault was it my recruiting coordinator's fault yeah, a little both yeah. <laughs> but in any case right that you just know that and as a two-year i believe it's 40 percent of your bachelors and your associates to transfer to a division one yeah now right which to a bachelor's should put you in position to have or uh, uh, an associate should put you in position to have 40%. Is, as long as time. your associates is working towards, towards that whatever area. The right, yeah, yeah exactly, right? So like, if, for example, when I'm doing criminal justice and then I switch over to coaching, 
Mm. There is some base level classes that don't train that train. Yeah. And again, and that's where the percentage comes really tight, right? Right. Where let's say there's four classes that I started working towards my degree. Mm -hmm. Well, those classes won't transfer and, but it might, you know, do something. So I ended up switching my degree to like liberal arts uh, with the emphasis in communication. Right. Right. So I switched mine over because another thing was my problem. The reason I couldn't get my associates um, as for criminal justice because one of the requirements was I had to go do an internship mm. with the police uh, department for, you know, three months from nine to five. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's not working with that. college and going and playing, you know, uh, and playing baseball. And also going to a junior college had a limited class schedule. Right. They weren't doing classes, you know, all these classes at night, you know, and again, they started to offer a little bit more as the college got a little bigger. So that was just one thing, like, to keep that all in mind is that when you're picking the the and just because you want to transfer doesn't mean you can mm -hmm. and be very careful because you can transfer and not be able to play right which is what happened to me yeah right so that's a, it's a very important thing that you did that and also too it was really hard for me and it was a really challenging thing for me and this is you get into the mindset stuff is i did transfer got my dream of playing division one baseball but then couldn't play division one right not because i wasn't good enough but I, I did all that work and this was like built to some of those things we talked about on the podcast before where it built a lot of resentment in me where it's like I trained so hard and because of an academic, you know, NCAA rule mm. and because of some things that fell like I was literally like 58% instead of 60%. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, a couple percentage points with like one credit I was missing. Um, and you can't have it when you're already in the year. You're like, oh, well, you're a spring sport. I could take it in the fall. Right. No, no, no. It ha you have to have it before coming in for your fall, mm -hmm. which is a crazy requirement, right? Uh, because they just want all st sports to be the same. Yeah. Just because you're a spring sport, they don't care. You have to have it before the year starts, yeah. right? So anyways, that was the thing at the time. So I, mm -hmm. I, I just want to emphasize there that X's and O's matter. Mm -hmm. You can't just transfer where you want because you're so good and I'm going to go to these other places and it, I, I'm going to do all those things. Now, Division Two. I believe you don't even need your associates. Mm. You play Division Two, so you might know a little yeah. bit better than I do on that side. To my understanding, you need your associates okay. to uh, qualify for academic money. Okay. So I don't think you need Interesting. it. But to get academic money, which yeah. obviously D2s do we need, do we, are less do we need to put an asterisk right here and go, yeah. we are not a representative yeah, not of the NCAA. Sure. Please sure. do the, not hold well, us to the yeah. – just and start it, thinking this it, direction. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I'm, and I can go that direction because my, my roommate, we went to the same JUCO but went to the same four-year as well. Mm. Um, he didn't get his associates because he switched after his freshman year realizing the same thing. He was going into some agricultural – um, and there was like a trade school attached to my JC so he could get that that trade essentially. Right. But then he decided he wanted to go play after junior college. Um, and then that that degree was basically it was a three year degree. It wasn't yeah. leading to a bachelor's. Got it. Um, and then to the school that we transferred to didn't have anything in agricultural uh, you know, studies anyways. Got it. And so when he transferred, he didn't have his associates. Yep. Uh, and so all of his money, he still transferred and yep. was accepted, yep. but he didn't get academic money. Got it. Whereas uh, I was mostly academic money because I had my associates. Got it. Um, and that and that may even so. just because you ba you said specifically academic, that could also be school specific. Like I, right. I don't know if it's an NCAA rule or if that's a school specific thing where it's yeah. like, hey, you got to have this and this is how we you know mm -hmm. qualify you for this academic availability yeah. or whatever. Yeah, right. And that was one of the points I was going to make, too, that I didn't understand when I first went to JC was, I mean, I grew up in Kansas City, you know that. And so mm -hmm. um, we had all sorts of JUCOs in Missouri and Kansas, the Jayhawk Conference, like all that stuff. 
that I could have gone to. Uh, ended up going out to Colorado, and I was Hardest like, fan, though. I, like, listen, I don't, listen, <laughs> you know, we went to Kansas podcast. City. <laughs> yeah, don't hey, hey, I supported the Royals when they won it, but, <laughs> but I, was, I was a pool hole. So. Yeah, I get you. Uh, but I, I didn't realize when I went out to my JC in Colorado, and then I was looking at schools back in Missouri and Kansas and Nebraska and, like, some stuff back closer to where my family was, uh, I didn't realize that my credits wouldn't transfer the same. Yeah to the universities yeah. back you're in like, those states. You're like, I already did it with this other Yeah, thing. and they were like, well, we don't, don't, we don't yeah. accept that. Exactly. Right? Very and, important. And it was very, very different. And then I had taken a college course in high school my senior yeah. year that was, um, it, they didn't accept it at my JC, so I had to retake chemistry at my yep. JC. Yep, I had to I do took that like too. a pre-test, yeah. and I got like a 92% on my pre-test first yes. week of the year, and they're like, yep. well, what, what, well, how'd that happen? I was like, yep. I already took this some, class. Some to that, though, uh, there's some uh, schools and classes you can test out of mm -hmm. the classes. Which I did. Wait, yeah, okay, perfect. Right. Yeah, I was going to say that. So that's another thing, too. Just because the course doesn't transfer, you may be able to take a test mm -hmm. to quantify you to skip that class. Right. So, and, and again, usually it's like lower level classes, like yeah, maths, and stuff. you know, yeah, gen ed stuff. Yeah. So j just to put that out there as well, like there is these other things and this is why the X's and O's do matter. And like, this is why a recruiting coordinator is so big for that other school and why they have a designated recruiting coordinator, because their job is to go and pull in your transcripts, mm -hmm. right? Make sure how that's going to go with the school, tell you what you need to do. I had to take like three classes during summer so that I could, mm -hmm. you know, supposedly so that I could be eligible yeah. right so yeah that part go ahead yeah and, and that's super important because as i look back that would have influenced my decision where i went to junior college now because yeah. i knew that i wanted to hopefully go back closer to my family yeah um, just really important decision for me was to be back close to my family well all the schools that i had the opportunity to possibly go play for I had much less of my school covered because i didn't get my academic money really important yeah, which is also really so, important because you get limited scholarships well, in baseball. In the well, like you said, well, like you said, it also comes in. X's and O's matter, right? Mm. Okay, great. Academically, I got in. Mm. Okay, I have my scholarship. I'm ready to play baseball. Oh, wait, I don't have money. Mm -hmm. uh, big deal, yeah, right? Like X's big. and O's matter, right? Like before we can even get to the field, can you even be eligible? Mm. Okay, that's one, I, right? I got into the school. Are you good enough? Two, okay, great. Now what if you just can't afford it, right. right? And you haven't, you're not in a situation where you can only apply for this many grants or you know whatever it mm -hmm. is, and you can't only get this in loans. Like yo, I can't even afford to be here. Yeah. Let live food, all the other things that go into. Yeah, it, and right? and then too, it's I'm sure you experienced like uh, some of the stuff that happened to me when I was in college, and I know some of my roommates and friends and stuff throughout college. Like some of, I mean, your performance can be influenced by what happens, not even in the baseball world, like. You know, I'm failing classes because, um, you know, I just switched degrees into something and like or I got my I went to a degree mm. that I didn't even want to do because I thought this was going to be bad. like, you know, there's so many different factors. And then you move yeah. away from home and, yeah. you know, you're taking out loans yourself because, yeah. you know, you didn't get scholarship. Yeah. And it's like, well, next thing you know, it like, yeah. well, are you even well, maximizing your potential well, at say, that location? You can even say you can even say they're there. I'm taking out loans. And then you're like, two. OK, first off, you're probably 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Right. When you first get into college, right? You're like, oh yeah, I'll just pay it later. Just yeah. get your money now. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, I'm gonna tell you. We're on the other side yeah. of school, oh, yeah. student loans, right? Uh, uh, even this, how it's set up and how they structure their interest and all those other things. Like, 
yo, there's a lot, there's a reason why there's such a big issue right now yeah. with those things. So yeah, make sure keeping all that in mind. And also everybody has this idea that like, oh, everything's just going to be covered. And I'm going to be, yeah. you know, everything like that rarely happens. Right. Like it's again, you have what? I think it's 11.2 or 11.7. Yeah. Like 11.2 or 11.7, right? Scholarships for the entire team of 40 something guys. NILs, again, if you're out of power five, sure. Yeah, Other schools, like not as much, right? They're very, you know, unlikely those schools are probably operating the exact same as they used to operate. Mm -hmm. um, and so keeping those things in mind, right, too, as well is like also don't sacrifice your entire future and put yourself in such a deep hole because. You might, again, on the same side of that, you're going to have some resentment on the other side of, okay, you do all that. You could do all of that and still not play, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And you need to understand that, like, what the risk that you're taking mm. before you're just like, well, you know, well, I'm going pro, so it doesn't matter. It's like, all right, bro, but chill out. You're at a mid-major D2, right? Yeah. And, and, and just understand, right, that there's probably a really low likelihood that you're going to be able to have one paycheck cover, right. you know, your... 50 grand that you're in debt now mm -hmm. because you chose and made these decisions. Like you, mm -hmm. you need to be smart about setting yourself up for, you know, your degree and you mm -hmm. know, your finances and all those other things. Cause it, like you can't play baseball for the rest of your life. Like, right. you know, you got to understand. Yeah. And that's where too, I, I just didn't ask enough questions yeah. when I was in that process, which again, most lot to 18 year olds probably don't ask yeah. enough questions. You know, they need people to advise them. And I was lucky about halfway through my freshman year, that I had a, a really good advisor that was like, well, what do you even want to do? And I was like, well, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. And, you know, I gave up, you know, five things that I was like, you know, I could possibly want to go into nursing or PT or, you know, this or that. And he was like, well, how about we just say super general with your associates and just science? Like, because at my JC, you could go into the like computer science. You can go into um, more of like a nursing uh, uh focused associates but that would also hurt me and some of my credits to go into um, a different bachelor's degree at where I ended up going and so I was super thankful that I had a good advisor uh, at my JC that helped me kind of put me in position where when I did transfer to my four-year um, I had a lot of choices and they all transferred and I could have gone to like three different majors essentially um, but yeah. again it, it took me asking a lot of questions I basically yeah. I had a different advisor mm -hmm. asked a few questions was like I really like it just doesn't make sense to me blah blah, blah. ended up on like my third advisor yeah. and then he was like hey here's what I you know I've worked with athletes most of our yeah. athletes you know That's blah, what I was gonna say and you know specifically it helped athletes yeah. that were you know hey you know here's the we've sent athletes to places out of state yes. and send them to in-state and like yes. here's what i see typically without a state yes. here's what i see well, in state. and to to that exact point that i was going to say is the advisor the reason that you would like you just recommended why you should go and sit with someone that is an academic advisor and understands ncaa mm -hmm. is those are different requirements than just graduating right. most academic advisors are only worried about you graduating from their school yeah right where that's part of it. Mm -hmm. But if you tell them, like I sit down with my advisor and say, Hey, I want to go to Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. I want to go to whatever. And this is who I'm even is looking at me right now. These are possible options. Mm -hmm. Well, now that advisor is going to look and say, well, we know that these courses, like for example, maybe an elective or a, uh, I used to have like our school and you got to be careful with these type of classes. It's like a, um, hospitality that that area always is very mm, like yeah. iffy because a lot of schools won't accept a certain class mm. that another school will yeah so like one of my hospitality classes was and i think me and taylor talked about this before is uh was like a uh we watched movies 
Mm. Right. And then it was from certain decades and we had to write reports and like what it represented within the culture and all those other things. Well, that didn't transfer to a lot of schools. Yeah. They didn't accept that class. If you were in that area, mm. they did like Chico, stuff like that. Like, mm. cool. In that area, they accepted it. But, you know, when I went to go to other schools, like that was issues that I was having of yeah. getting certain things to transfer. Right? right. So even though that you would look at that as like a gen ed and like, oh, that's pretty standard across the board. Well, it's like, well, it's not really very standard mm. ed like across the board um and there actually is some issues with some of those gen ed classes that mm. may not you know transfer um that you need to do and also if you can point out the exact school that you want to go to and someone that's actually worked yeah. with athletes they'll know a lot more about those percentages and like those other things and saying like hey you know like let's say you sit down and you go for example you sit down and go i want to do criminal justice your first day as a freshman and they go hey well what are your goals mm. oh well i want to go play at a four-year you know, I'm chasing after Division One, da, 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 all these things. Okay, great. Well, let me advise you with this. Mm. If you take criminal justice, you won't have your two-year degree when you walk out of here on the time frame that you want to get it from mm. because of your schedule, because of how this is going to work. So I would advise that you don't take that. And that doesn't mean that you could never do it, mm. right? But right now, for you to do your goals, I think you should take on like liberal arts, right. you know, all these other things or things that you could get done right. um, so that you could go and do what you need to go do. Mm -hmm. um, just because I know the requirements here at this college to graduate with that, you have to do this and that's not going to work. So like yeah. your point there, I just want to emphasize that is like, if you can find an advisor that specifically, and a lot of times you can ask the coaches, right? Like they usually have one advisor, or two, advi well, you know, depending on the size of the school, whatever. Right. That is specifically has worked with a lot of athletes and mm -hmm. like understands that process of like coordinating yeah. all that. Yeah, and then too, just with that, like my junior college was in a small town, which I know a lot of them yeah. are in smaller yeah. towns, right? Yeah. And they get a lot of kids that are from that area that are just trying to graduate, like you said, their school. Exactly. And then, you know, go do something locally yeah. where they're from, which is also like, it's cool. The, yeah. That's just what they're used to working with. Yeah. Fire then, Academy is a, was big for us. Yeah. Like they, fire, they all uh, to criminal, fire, criminal, yeah. agriculture. Like those three yeah. were really big. They were for like, sure. you know, two years plus an internship yep. and they were done. They could yeah. go get a job, blah, 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 blah. I probably like, should have done that. I would have made a lot more money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, here we are. So, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So, um, but yeah, it's like, so that's really important is like finding someone that, like, you know, one, setting out that and like laying goals um, and like a direction for yourself, even if it doesn't go that direction, um, at least gets that ball rolling in the correct, you know, general direction for mm -hmm. you. Um, and then to something else, like go more baseball related uh, and on the field mindset wise that I think is interesting is um, like you mentioned, the long practices at the mm -hmm. junior college level is I felt me personally, I liked the experience of. I don't know when practice is going to end yep. because I felt like it weeded out the people that didn't want to be there for sure, which at my point in my life, I was yeah. really frustrating and I like it yeah. really drive me crazy. Like, why are you guys here? Like, yeah. why are you guys here? If you don't want to be on the baseball field, sure. like that was just my mindset. Yeah. And so opens a lot uh, of time for uh conditioning. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, unfortunately. We, we did quite a bit conditioning in those first couple of weeks yeah. for some reason. I wonder, yeah. you know, how many people well, got weeded out. Hey, we had, we had, I think it was like 96 kids show up to the first yeah. week. It like, happens yeah, a lot. Too. Yeah. Two weeks later say, we had like isn't, 50. Isn't the roster a lot more free? Two compared to NCAA, I think they can have yeah. hold more, right? Yeah, I think especially I think for can, fall, obviously. Yeah, I think you can have more. You can only travel so many. Yeah, but you can hold more. Like I believe we had like sixty kids, but we yeah. can only travel. 40 that's a crazy thing about like junior that, college, yeah, which is like, insane. Yeah, yeah. You, uh -huh. and then you'd also think that's why, but that's why kids also get so good. It's like you got a lot of competition. Yeah, but yeah. also why the practices are so long because you, you have so many people to yeah. get through. But you can get a lot. Of, like for example, 
you, you know, batting practice is instead of it being such so hmm. tight and, and close to that, you, you can, we can make it longer, right? right? So there's a lot of development. You can have weights in the morning and it doesn't mm -hmm. count against practice time. You can do a lot of those things. So it's a big time to actually get some extra development. Right. And, you know, for me, and I, I'm sure it's for you too, is because batting practice was so long, I got a lot of live reps. Yeah. Right. So I'm out there, you know, again, I'm you feeling a play. lot of ground balls uh, from the live reps because our batting practice is longer, mm -hmm. um, you know, along with it. And, you know, no, my junior college coach, though, that I got a lot of reps from second, though, because we were hitting so many balls opposite way. It yeah. was like ground ball opposite way, ground ball opposite way. Yeah. Right. Move them over, move the things. So I was like, we did so much of that, you know, stuff. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I had to go to the other side of the infield so I can get all my yeah. stuff, but still. Yeah. No, a lot of, a lot of reps defensively yeah. during yeah. batting practice, too. And then also sure. another thing that I think is interesting. Um, that I thought about recently that never really came up in my mind was um, the, the thought process. My, so going into my sophomore year, there was only two of us that played on the team the year before. There were kids that were there, only two kids that played on our roster the year before my sophomore year at JUCO. And so like the turnover, the recycle, like, hey, this is a completely new team. Like, same uniform, same coach. Like, you, there's a couple guys lingering around here that you know, but also like, new squad comes in. Mm. Um, and so I was gonna kind of pick your brain on that. Like, what, what's your opinion uh, when you were at JUCO? Like, did you have the turnover like the same way, or did you guys, um, did you have a lot of guys uh, that started with you your first mm. year? That obviously, I know you said you got hurt. Yeah. Um, that stuck with you, or, or what that kind of looked like, and how that affect you when you played? Yeah, definitely a lot of roster fluctuation um but also a lot of guys that stayed you know you get a yeah. group of both of all the things mm. um yeah and also too right it's very different from a four-year if you've gone there for all you know years of your college right if it ends up being four or six right uh i, I always uh, i think the difference as well is it you're already going to have a lot of turnover because you're only a two year yeah. right so like the other guys are gone right every two years that cycle is like boom they're gone they're yeah. gone they're gone they're gone right so like my third year ma majority of my guys were like gone right mm. was you know like yeah. i would they're all they all graduated and i was there for one more year right? right so um i think that that's like a big part of it too and i think you know it can kind of make it like a yearly basis because there is so much fluctuation but again i now four years are like that a lot too just because of nils but uh, i mean i'm sorry about a uh, transfer portal but at the same time i think the mindset uh, for me there was like you almost had an opportunity to be really good the year after a year that you were just terrible, awful, yeah. right? Like the year before you could have been awful. The next year you could be really good and right. the next year you could suck again. Right. And so you, just because the roster fluctuates so much, you know, there, there's, it's a unique time as a coach It's a unique time as a player. Mm. You, you know, your the teams are very different and like how you're going to play. Maybe this year you're very like move them over score runs, all this stuff. And the next year, like you guys bang a little bit, you yeah. know? So like having that like together, you know, is a, a different mindset too of just like yeah. you have to be more dynamic as a player for sure. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because four years are turning into like it's free agents more like at that. times, yeah, yeah, you know, sure. with the transfer portal and like I mean obviously everyone saw the L S U thing, like, hey, you know, there's no better place to transfer to. Yeah. You know? Like and so they're we'll gonna have him, people they're gonna have people <laughs> come into L S U, right, that weren't there last year. And so yeah. And and I know there's so many programs out there that are so heavily like this is our culture. This is our culture. We're building a culture. I want, yeah. you know, these are the guys that have been here for two, three years. They know yeah. the culture, right? And for building sure. that up. And, and I do see value in that. Like you see that with organizations right now, um, like at the professional level, like uh, I'll use the NBAs, like, uh, like the Nuggets have had the same roster for 
two, three years, but they've yeah. just played with each other for two, three years now. They for know sure. each other so well. Yeah, they know where the person's going to be before he's there. Like, like, again, like I'm sure you played middle infield. Like yeah. The guys that you play middle infield with, I could go play middle infield tomorrow. I've been out for two years mm-hmm. with the guy that I played short or second with, and I know where his misses are going to be, mm-hmm. most likely, because you yeah. just you built that up with them. But... Like at JUCO, I had a different. I played second. I played yeah. some short, and they moved you know, the, they moved players outfield. around a lot too. Yeah, and I'm yeah. playing with different shortstops. Like I had like yeah. three different shortstops my first year. Yeah, and then the next year we were pretty consistent. But then I get you know to my my four year, which also another conversation is like the four year I went to was pretty much all JUCO guys. So yeah. every year was like also recycling. Very few freshmen that yeah. were there for a long time. Um, but again, it's like you know so much fluctuation everywhere it's like which which did push me to take extra reps yep to gain you know that that chemistry with those people um and spend that time but i also thought it was hard as a mindset i almost felt selfish Mm. at times because i needed to be because nothing was the same yeah and so i had to really focus on myself yeah um which was kind of a hard thing for me to do i know about Uh, me probably me personally it was like i felt like i was doing a lot of things for myself uh, from the academic side to yeah, my, my, know, myself to the, as Ash was like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> this is right about, about me. me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I just think that I think that's a unique situation for a lot of people where, um, you know, I learned how to work on myself. Yeah. But I also think, I, as you know, too, is like very few winning teams I was on weren't, you know, didn't at least know each other. I, I wouldn't necessarily say we all loved each other, mm. but, but there was like there was a connection. You know, we were all yeah relatively um you know knew each other and our strengths and our weaknesses like yeah. oh this guy's gonna go break a bat because he just struck out or you know like we yeah. knew that stuff like for sure and it was pretty close and so there was like a camaraderie there at least yeah um and so it's just a different mindset playing in you know when people are moving all around and like yeah um how how do you how do you focus on you but still do what's best for the team at the same time you well know? yeah yeah i think i think a great point with that is like one of the ways I looked at it too is like, well, by me taking care of me, I'm taking care of the team. You know, like I, I'm trying to be the best third baseman or whatever I could be, right? And like, it's like uh, the Nick Saban thing of like, do your job, right? Like, well, my job is not to pick who the shortstop is. Mm-hmm. Like, my job is to be the best second baseman, and whoever coach decides to be at short is at short, and and it could be me or it could be somebody else, right, or or whatever. But I was so focused on just trying to be the best player that I could be. Um, and also too, by practicing with all these other guys, I kind of think of it now, um, like the chemistry is good and those things as well, but also too, it could also make you a softer player overall or less dynamic because you don't know how to adjust based Mm -hmm. on, you know, for example, I might, yes, on a routine ball, I do this, but how about when it's, you know, kind of a little crazy and like he gets the bag a little late or whatever. Right. And like, how do we adjust from there? Right. Well, rather than I kind of think of it up now, like you know, for example, like sparring and uh, like um, uh, when I do Muay Thai, like when they have their sparring days, right? So like on Saturdays, I go there and I, they, they, they spar and I get like 20 different looks mm-hmm. at like all of these different styles and all of these different guys and mm-hmm. angles and, and things that I have to change. But it makes me a more dynamic fighter, right? Right. So I, I think on the same side of that, there's in the short term, it could be detrimental, right? right? Because it's going to expose some things, but in the long term of development, I think it develops you more as an athlete, um, to be able to, you know, be more dynamic and not mm-hmm. just be able to like, Oh, well, like, for example, let's say like when I play short, like I had a really good arm. Mm-hmm. So second basements could be a little slower and then I could gun it across the diamond and, and save us. Right. Yeah. But 
when, if I'm, if I don't have that, it's like, I need a quick feed. Like I had short stops that didn't have a good arm. And so I would pump it to them so that they could, you know, Mm. throw a lesser, like, you know, ball across the diamond, you know, a little slower. And it was like, you know, we had that interaction and difference, right. Or, you know, for example, like when I played, I would be slower with my feet. Um, because again, I was more about throwing a ball hard. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would do an extra step. Right. And some guys like they have to learn my timing. Right. Mm -hmm. Along with that. Right. It's like, I didn't want to do that. Right. So then, you know, again, we, and then being more dynamic, it's like, well, do I need to get it over quicker? Like, Mm -hmm. do I need to do those other things? And that's where, you know, like that becomes like part of it. So I think it made me more of a, a, a dynamic player because I had so many different shortstops and like learned how to be a better second baseman and like know how to do both. Like, okay, maybe he's also got a really good arm. Right. Right. And, and he's going to take his time getting to the bag and he's not so aggressive, like dead sprinting out the bag when he comes through and he wants to just catch it all in, within flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I can react to kind of all of those. And I think it made me a better like player by doing that. But like you said, in the short term, if I'm like, tr- like trying to win like right now, or, yeah. you know, we're trying to have the best chemistry, like that's not uh, the best thing. Uh, but again, on the overall training, I felt like it was useful. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think too, one thing that I will say is I feel like it challenges people to step outside of their role at times yeah. and figure out how to be versatile. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, sure. there's one year, I, I mean, someone might play second, the next year that might be the shortstop. And yeah. then the next year or they might've brought, you know, yeah, they might've yeah. brought in a new shortstop and now, uh, yeah. well, also the second baseman's new too. And now you're at third, For sure. you know? And so, uh, or even in the lineup, you know, oh, you're a sophomore, you're a junior. Well, now you're a three hole, but you were eight, yep. you know, as a freshman or, or, or again, on the same side of that, it's not even that I necessarily got so much better. It's just that on this team, they need me to be the three. They right. need me to be the four. Mm-hmm. Where on another team, like that wouldn't, you know, wasn't the scenario. And so it doesn't, you know, now you have to know how to do with like your skills that you currently have, mm-hmm. how to hit like that, because they're going to pitch you different based off right. of obviously where you are in the lineup. And then like having that, you know, in into that is like, okay, hey, I'm, you know, for example, like I'm going to get more off speed now. Or maybe there's times where like coach all of a sudden throws me in the one hole, right? And I'm like, okay, mm. well, now I'm batting lead off. Well, you know, again, like, do I need to change massively my, you know, right. things of what's going on or do I not, you know? So, yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think too, I've just, I've had a lot of, you know, being a little bit younger than you, I've just had a lot more, um, uh, I've had a lot more experiences of recently where people are uh, just now kind of talking about their transfer process and their ability to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, what they went through when they were transferring from, uh, location to location and school to school and actually opening up about it and that process. And so um, I've just heard more about it of recent. And then also, too, you just hear a lot about the transfer portal and um, you see guys that are more willing to move. And then also, too, like there's this bad rap of transferring. And it's like, well, it looks bad when you move. It's like, well, uh, eh, you know, it could. Yeah. You know, if you move, if you're four years, four different places. Yeah, sure. For sure. But also, too, like transferring isn't necessarily no. a, a bad thing. It's not frowned upon yeah. in all instances, too. Yeah. Um, and so it's just been something that's been like fresh on my heart. And you see a lot of it with the transfer portal now, um, too. And then guys that uh, don't want to go to JUCO uh, because they have a bad rap on it. But then also, too, the benefits of it. Um, and then also, too, though, the intricacies of educating. Like JUCO is getting better and more popular now. So it is like yeah. the awareness is um you know they've gained awareness of juco is good baseball and for sure you know certain areas for sure yeah. um there's also this, bad baseball this became a juco promotion yeah right so they probably love us right yeah, yeah. them and eric sim but. yeah i think well I, I think like you're saying too as well is one of the people people always think 
you know, they, we all immediately go to like this, like uh, cynical <laughs> perspective on um, or critical perspective on people transferring. But like one of the things that people forget is a lot of players are transferring because they aren't good enough. Mm-hmm. They, they, they picked the wrong level or they picked the wrong team and they're like, yo, like I'm not ready for this level or I'm not going to play at this level. Right. Um, and those things. And also too, a lot of people don't remember this is that the coach is telling them to transfer mm-hmm. the coach. Like for example, when Dion, a boy, Dion walked in there, he said, get in the portal. <laughs> I'm bringing my boys. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got luggage. Yeah. Right. Like, and he said, I'm bringing, I'm bringing my boys in, like getting the transfer portal. So like there's scenarios like that where again, like new coach, new coaching staff or realization or realizing Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm just not going to play here. Right. I need to go somewhere else. A lot of these guys are in transfer portal too, are not just going to another division one. Like there's a lot of these other guys are going to transfer to like a D two, or they're going to transfer, you know, to, to, um, I mean, you know, mid major and they're Mm -hmm. at a power five or something like that. Right. Or, um, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And so, um, that became, you know, like in just huge from there, it's just like understanding, you know, that, that piece that we always go and it's like, oh, well, they think they're so good. It's just like, no, a lot of guys are transferring because they know that they're not going to play. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the guy wants to play, like, you know what? He didn't move across the country and he's not spending. Sometimes like coaches don't understand this too. Like he's not going to go into, maybe he's not on scholarship and all these things. He's not going to, and he's got to pay for his housing and mm-hmm. food and all these other things. He doesn't want to spend fifteen thousand to twenty thousand to whatever it is, maybe you know forty thousand dollars a year, and not play across the country. So maybe he is going to go transfer to some other school that is a mid major now or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he's going to drop his cost, you know, dramatically because the school's you know isn't as expensive, Mm -hmm. and also on top of that as well is going to get to go play, and he's going to achieve his goals to go do that. So to be cynical about that and be like, oh, these players, they think it's like there's a lot more that like Mm -hmm. goes into like those decisions, and two at the drop of a hat, a coach will leave. A, yeah. a drop of a hat, a coach would be like, oh, old Miss cold? Yeah. Like, I'm out of minute, like, I'm out of here. Like, that's what happened to my recruiting coordinator, right? It's like, like, you know, again, like the our coaches were leaving and going to these bigger schools. Like it, you know, they can leave at any moment. Like, yeah. and again, in that scenario, he my recruiting coordinator handed me off and like something got dropped in the process, right? And it affected me, right? Mm-hmm. So like it goes both ways when the and the coach is like, Oh, well, you know, he was gonna be our short and shortstop, so we didn't recruit this, and then so he left. It's like, well, it happens the opposite way too. Right. Like you could leave at any moment too. You have a little bit more stability, but at least you like you know how you know that you're coaching when you mm. get there. Like, okay, I'm gonna be the head coach or I'm gonna do whatever. That kid is going there and taking a risk. Mm. He's going there, moving across the country, sacrificing money. You know, again, you know, uh, uh, safety by his family being around. He can go home for dinners or do whatever. All these other things and taking all these risks. And he might not play, and not mm. necessarily because he's not trying hard and he's not mm. bought in and he's not one of the culture guys. Like. He's just not good enough Mm. and that's okay. And that happens. And also too, maybe also you also are bringing in three more shortstops and he was already number three. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's just like, yeah, Yeah, it's just not a writing on the wall, man. I just like, you know, it's just time for me to go. Right. Mm. Or it wasn't a good fit. How you like to coach is not a good fit. Just like they might not be a good fit for you. You might not be a good fit for them. Right. Right. You might be very triggering to them. You, they might not play very well for you. And they could go somewhere else and be a superstar. I've mm-hmm. seen that happen. Like, again, like one of my close friends at our junior college, he batted zero. Had like 40 at-bats or whatever. Like literally batted zero and struck out like over half of his at-bats, mm-hmm. right? Then he went and played in a, a harder conference, like CSN's conference here locally. 
and he batted like three something or something like that or or upper twos right um in that range right and it's like in a harder conference with a wood bat mm -hmm. and but again, like he just did not mesh very well mm. with our coaching staff and how they responded to things. And also too, like the pressures and, you know, again, I'm sure he did his own growth and all those things too as well. Mm. But again, largely it was a coach that was going to like let him play, took the mm -hmm. pressure off him. And that, that was a scenario for him that was better. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, sometimes the, you know, again, the environment is really important, right? Like there's a reason why, you know, you can't plant certain plants in certain areas yeah. right like vegas has certain plants for a reason right yeah. the environment does have an effect yeah turf uh, yes yeah. astro turf yeah 100 right <laughs> right very important so it's just like thinking that as well as like you know it's got to be you know there's there's that fit in all of those things as well we probably need to do another podcast on opening this subject a little bit more too on like the mindset side mm -hmm. i know a lot of this was like x's and o's and then we got into some yeah. mindset there at the end but like i think on the same side of that we probably need to open it up a little bit more about like okay well if you are going to transfer mm -hmm. you know the mindset you should be having right mm -hmm. uh, when you're transferring and also to what you should expect once you do transfer and you know uh, what you're getting yourself into yeah sure. yeah no for sure i definitely think uh Ask them more questions. The X and O's are really important. Kind of know what you're getting yourself into. For sure. Um, into you're just seeing more and more transferring. It's more common. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to do now than ever. And so, yeah. Um, just a topic that you know, there's a lot of commotion over, and people are, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that love it, hate it, everything sure. in between. So, um, but yeah, no, the mindset's a whole nother, you know, whole nother topic. I yeah. think when it comes to moving sure. locations yeah. and and everything like that. So. Yeah. And it's a lot of times it's not what you uh, think it's going to be, yeah. you know, grass is greener or, you know, we'll open up subjects like two as well of like, uh, you know, maybe you went down on the level. So you got like this, right. you come in a little naive and you're thinking right. this, right. I experienced all those things, made a lot of those mistakes. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll open that up on the next one. For right. sure. Well, I'll pray us out and we'll uh, get going. Um, Dearing Father, thank you so much for just uh, giving us this opportunity, God, just to uh, just express, you know, areas of where we can help others or where we've fallen short in our, from our experiences. And we're just so thankful that you've opened our eyes and softened our hearts so that we can uh, relate these things and communicate them clearly um, or to the best of our ability, God. And we just, uh, we just ask that you continue to work through us and that you continue to uh, open up the hearts of those that are listening. Um, and we ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, until next time, Farm System out.